Yeah. Yeah. Chaz vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. I don't even know where to start. I took the rawest form of expression and turned it to art. My verses weapons like Tony, that's Montana or Stark. And I don't care about these haters, they just playing their part. Cameras rolling, I ain't trying to mess with the order. They say a sorta, kinda decent with it, I was like sorta. See, they dumb their compliments down cause they don't feel important. I just feel bad, they really try to have the distortion. Look, you don't really gotta say nothing. Cause I already know, disabled, handicapped, I was still running. I hate you, gotta force them just to feel something. Acting like they down with you like you about to film something like I'm dealing with some theater majors. I'm reiterating the dialogue to see in the pages. I look at the fortune and things. You really need to be famous. That fame could be nameless. I got the talent, passion, you name it. Three's from the ring podcast. After a week off, we're back. Hope you guys had a decent Thanksgiving. Hope all is well. Hope your Christmas shopping is going well. And I hope it's Five Black Friday. Of course, this is your boy Chris J. Dog. Giannis ain't never doing that nigga to the doing them to the Clippers, dog. Oh, gee, I'm watching the game now. I was about to. Dog, get to Giannis that. ain't never doing that to the Clippers. Yeah, he, I was playing the game, so I wasn't watching no basketball right now. Dog, Giannis ain't doing that to the Clippers, bro. Yeah, nigga, gee, what? Like, bro, I'm watching the game. Like, bro, at first, like, it was off and on. Like, the Cl- the Bucks held a lead of like between eight between eight and seventeen from when I was watching. And, like, they just went on a run. But Giannis wasn't even on the court. Like, Giannis was not even on the court when they went on this run. Like, he, like gee, they, they, hooping they hooping they ass up, bro. Hooping they ass up. Joe, look, man. Kawhi looking shaky in the light. Unless that kneecap really is degenerated. That nigga, he's shooting. His, his, he got career lows and everything. Everything. Yeah, like, uh, they're hooping their ass up, G. Like, they're legit hooping them up. But, uh, but yeah, so it until this game is over with, I'm pretty much going to be giving live takes of this uh, Bucks versus Clippers game where they are getting hooped up to the moon. Bucks is currently up 91 to 65. Very unfortunate. Um, But, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, Daytra, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, it's true outside, man. Giannis ain't never doing this to the Clippers, dog. Gee, bro, they... <laughs> gee, hold Okay, look, let me just explain what just happened, G. So, Giannis just literally, uh, on a fast break, did them dirty. So then, I don't know how, like, the camera panned out thinking, oh, they about to, uh... Like, the Clippers about to get the ball back after somebody score. Gee, uh, who was that? Middleton took the ball on the inbound and legit just scored with ease. And then they just let Don, is that Pat Connaughton just laid, laid it up over their ass, bro. Yeah, G. They they whooping their ass right now, G. The Clippers getting hooped up to the moon, bro. They getting hooped up to the moon right now, G. <laughs> hooping their ass up, bro. But, hey, man, that's y'all king, DG. Like, they've they been playing hard teams and getting their ass whooped. I need the dialogue. Uh, but we'll get to that dialogue shortly. Uh, but, yeah, uh. No NBA player has never worn 58, by the way. So, just knocking it out the way right now. Nobody has ever graced the number 58, G. <laughs> Man, that's weird. That's hilarious. Um, So, actually, there's a list of pl- numbers that were never worn. 58, 59, so we won't have nothing for the next episode. 63, 64, 69, 74, 75, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 87, 95, and 97. I don't know. I think after your number would go past, like, probably 60, you like a guaranteed garbage nigga. Like, I think that's just, like, basketball. I don't know what, like, who got a number 70 in code? 
Dennis Rodman. Okay. Baron Davis did it. Yeah. Chris Webber uh, wore was in the eighties. Evan Fournier wore okay. ninety four one time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but yeah. So let's go ahead. Uh, let's go ahead. I just want to knock out the breaking news of today, which is uh, the New York Knicks has officially fired David Fisdale. Uh, at this point. It's really nothing to really say in regards to this. This was pretty much waiting to happen. Did Lou Will just get ejected? No. Nigga, he got an early freaking walk to the locker room? No, wait, no. Uh, I think uh, Doc Rivers just sat everybody. <laughs> he said, look, man, we get hooped up to the mood. It's 101-67. Sit y'all ass down, <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so I would say this game is over with. Let me get ready to turn it to the Lakers. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, the New York Knicks fired David Fizdale, which is super, super unfortunate. Uh, David Fizdale once again getting the short end of the stick, getting blamed for BS and all of that. It has really nothing to do with how I feel like as well of a coach as he is, he hasn't really gotten a fair shot. So. Prayers for his uh, future endeavors because he deserves an organization that's going to treat him with respect. But in the meantime, he gets to spend more time with his wife. Uh, before we slide into New York, he is bad. Yes, very. Uh, but before we go into that, your initial thoughts of this goofy no, ass. No, it's goofy. Situation? I was like, I don't even think it's bad for the niggas because they went through so many coaches in a short period of time. Oh, yeah. I think he's. I think he is old, like twelve million in the next two yep. years or something. He's old, a decent amount like of money. <laughs> So, um, yeah, um, I don't see the problem with him. He just ain't got to, you know, do extensive travel and 17 power fours no more. So if he would love doing that, then, hey. That's also very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the Knicks really gave my thing to really work with. They said, hey, like the Knicks went to free agency, I think, after – KD said, we're, said, and I think he told them ahead of time, and I think he just don't admit it. Hey, me and Kyrie is not joining you niggas. We're going to Brooklyn. So, uh, no. And the Knicks said, hmm, what's the next best thing we can do? Hmm. There's a lot of teams that don't that need power forwards. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to sign all of them to ridiculous contracts. And they proceeded to do that while the only good thing that they did this whole time was get R.J. Barrett and... This whole situation is unfortunate for R.J. Barrett because he is very talented, solid player. He had a solid start, but he kind of hit the rookie wall. But I call that just being part of the New York Knicks, so it's unfortunate. But point of it all is the Knicks win the free agency sign a bunch of power forwards that other teams badly needed. And I could literally count the amount of teams that need each of these power forwards that they have. I'm about to pull up their roster shortly. But why... You expect him to do something with a roster of 15 power forwards and be competitive. I refuse to understand how or why you should have went to this season. Like, it's no, I don't have a problem with signing like a Toch Gibson to have around the vet, like the young guys and stuff like that. But you thought you was going to be competitive with the roster that you have while giving David Fisdale nothing to really work with. It's probably one of the most goofiest things ever. You also pretty much at this point lost the Porzingis trade because I don't recall Dennis Smith Jr. doing anything worth a damn besides complaining. And on top of it, 
last I checked, Taj Gibson started over Mitchell Robinson. So that organization is full of cap, cap right now, and they decide to blank do point do the easiest thing, which is point the finger at the black man, and it's super unfortunate. It's goofy as hell, goofy as hell. Like literally, it's unfortunate. Like, but the Knicks going to continue to be mid, or not even mid. That's disrespectful to the door or mid. They're going to continue to be huff as hell, and mm-hmm. just literally be a well. New York, I feel like us Chicago sports fans have it rough, but I can always look back and see that Knicks, that all New York fans pretty much have it just as rough because they're just as idiotic um, and just as emotional as us Chicago fans are, but they have such a pedigree of greatness that hasn't been around most of this decade, and they just continue to be full of disappointments. So they deserve this. They deserve every ounce of this. And... Mm-hmm. It's comical at the same time. But uh, I think the Knicks hired Mike Miller to be the interim coach. Yeah. I don't know if Mike Miller got a bad wife, so they might not do it. <laughs> it's it's, uh, yeah. I didn't even know Mike Miller was in the coaching staff, bro. <laughs> I didn't know Mike Miller I was nigga, coaching. Nigga, who else? Who do you think? Nobody looks up the Knicks coaches. Nobody looks up coaching staffs, by the way. Unless we find out oh, uh, uh, OG got our head coach is, is a now a, a, a like Dave Fisdale, either about to be the coach of the Bulls or oh the coach God. of the Goddamn um, Lakers. He's going to be assistant coach of the Lakers. I'll probably take um, whatchamacallit's job at OKC, but folks stuff look like it's locked down like Alcatraz. Yeah, so, I, I don't know, decent. but. Fisdale's going to find a job. Like, Hell, yeah, it, like, he definitely get an assistant coaching job if he can't get a head coaching job. Yeah, he could, I easily. wouldn't have to take any of that. I got two years again, couple years, and I got that fine wife. Exactly. <laughs> I'm straight, I'm not gonna rush. I'm, I'm, I still, I, I still believe she's definitely money because she's a different type of fine, man. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's not even right. She up there like you know the Monty Crumbs on the world and stuff like that. G. Mm. The the means for Giannis getting bro, he is getting payback for what that nigga did to him. G. He did what he he's doing what he had to do. He they legit G. They was whooping they ass, bro. Yeah, but yeah. So the Knicks is an L, and uh, it's and pretty much at the end of the day, this is what the Knicks are and forever will be. Give you these caps then. We know you capping. We know you capping. I got all right, what color you want? Man, I got a fresh air club. Nah, man. put a cap on you camp. Nah. But yeah, um, uh, enjoy your powerful roster of power forwards and your four eighteen record. And I really hope that you guys do not get the number one pick because I do not want LaMelo Ball. Matter of fact, no, no. I want LeVar Ball in New York, G. Thinking about it. Put LeVar Ball in New York, G. I, that that mm-hmm. just, just to they, yeah, just to cause more chaos in that organization, G. I just want to see, literally, they owner probably call uh, LeVar a nigger. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. But uh, So, yeah, LaMelo in New York, G, just for chaos purposes. But overall, I, me personally, I do not want LaMelo in New York at all. So keep him away from there. Far, far, far away from there. Um, Man, Ultra Boost are ugly. I mean, no, new, not Ultra Boost Ultra Boost 20 is hot garbage. Yeah, I wish they they should just kept the original. They still sell the original designs, so <laughs> they still do. I don't blame that them. That twenty, 
But like, I'm supposed to be working in a nursing home with them just on my feet. <laughs> yeah, I, that, like seeing them in person, I was like, yeah, gee, I'm glad y'all still keep the uh, the other ones. They and yeah, so. But uh, let's move on. Uh, also today, the Cavs pretty much confirmed that they are trying to tr- that they are listening to offers for Kevin Love. But uh, it's already been, already been rumored that Clark's Jordan Clarkson, who I forgot was on their roster, by the way, and Tristan Thompson is also out for the market as well. Um, nothing new here. I think we both predicted early in the season that the Cavs was going to be flipping some niggas, especially Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is more of a shock, but I've heard rumors that the Sixers are interested in Jordan Clarkson, which fits because they need a bench scorer badly. Like, badly, badly. Um, and LeBron didn't have to do Carmelo like that. <laughs> People said Dante DeVito walked on Kawhi Leonard. There was a point in the game where I, I don't know whether it was Dante DeVinzo or Pat Connaughton. <laughs> No offense to white people, but they kind of look alike. And they did that thing on Kawhi. They did do that thing on Kawhi. Bruh. But, yeah, so overall, uh, Kevin Love actually being being – the Cavaliers actually listening to Kevin Love talks is interesting. Uh, There was – me and Tyler was talking on our way uh, home from work. And I said, if the Clippers were smart, you sit there and call about Kevin Love. And I was just going to bring that to you. Mm-hmm. What, that money situation looking. Nah, I don't think they can do that. You know, Kevin Love got three more years of his contract. Then Two. you have to trade somebody in which that god darn team will want. So, Lou Will or Montrez is gone. Well, Montrez is definitely there because Montrez is on the last year of his uh, contract. He's going to be restricted and he's going to command a max. Somebody's going to give him a max. So you're not about to pay. I'm sorry. Montrez is decent, but I'm not giving him max money. Bump that. So Montrez is, if the right team calls, I'm listening for Montrez. But mm. if I'm the Clippers, I will call, be in query, be like, hey. But I for sure they're going to have to get Montrez out of there. Uh, Patrick Beverly is going to probably be more likely to want uh ass out as well uh, because money reasons and you might have to involve Nigga, Shamet. If anybody pay God, God, Pat Beverly anything over $500,000, he did get, gee, he has one of the uh, tradable contracts on that team. So I'm listening. But yeah, so I was I like that's just a thought. If I'm the Clippers, I would listen solely because it's like you like in terms of perimeter defense, y'all straight. Like honestly, you could protect Kevin Love in that instance in itself. And pretty much in the West, there's really no bigs outside of Anthony Davis. So and my trash wasn't gonna make a difference either way. So it's like. In a way, you just have Kevin Love there to hopefully out-rebound Anthony Davis. That's it. That's all. That's just how I look at it. Because Jokic is very human. Damn, AD, down to do that. Um, uh, Jokic is looking human. He's on my fantasy team. He's on the trading block, by the way. Um, I'm just going to see who I can finesse 
out of Jokic right now, for Jokic right now. Uh, but uh, so anybody in our league that has listened to this podcast just know uh, Nikola Jokic is on the market. Uh, I'm glad he take. Uh, I am so, slapping DC right now. Speaking of the league, slapping. We're five hundred five to three hundred and forty six. Slapping him right now. <laughs> That's disrespectful. <G. laughs> disrespectful as hell. Uh, but yeah, that's just one team I was thinking of. Uh, I would still I say feel sorry for <laughs> y'all feel what? sorry for DC. <laughs> he got he got to look at the goddamn free agent market. G. So no, all the free agents is dead. G. <laughs> so many niggas are injured on this team. Zion, De'Aaron Fox, Michael, Michael Bradley got a suspension. What is he supposed to do, G? Man. I don't be playing, bro. I stay looking in that free agent market, bro. Yeah, look, Every look, single me day. Me too, from time to time. But, like, some of the niggas are real, like, they just had a Nigga, Joe Eagles, that's the starting power four. I mean, small four. Yeah, it's, it was, man, I was looking like a cook from day one, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunate. Super unfortunate. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, there's really nobody else I can think of for Kevin Love right now. The Blazers, uh... Since they got mellow, it kind of defeats the purpose of giving Kevin Love right now because you, you add throw, him. Go you ahead. throw Justine Kendrick. No, that would be another guard, not guard heavy old Cleveland. But you throw Justine uh, Gordon Drogic. Oh, the Heat should definitely. Yeah. Be, well, Gordon Drogic, regardless, is going to part because he's not even starting. So, yeah. but if I'm. Yeah, I take Drogic's contract. But I think Drogic is just such a hurt that team got for Heat that that'll probably hurt that team. So, but you got Jimmy Butler, so you'll be all right. Exactly. So, um, like I wouldn't be mad. Like, and they it's they have a definite second option score because no shade towards Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero, y'all good. But uh, when it comes to playoff time or when Y'all rookie raw wall hits is just Jimmy, and if that if I'm in if you're the Bucks, you're the Sixers. I'm sitting there like, yeah, I ain't about letting no rookie sum me in the playoffs. Bump that, sorry. So, just oh, even Boston because Boston's legit. I had to put respect on Boston's name. They just beat the holy hell out of the Nuggets. Um, but yeah, like if I'm the Heat, I'll listen. Even Loki, even if I'm the Celtics, I'll call too. I oh, yeah, definitely, Hayward. definitely. Because yeah. you, you need a big. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, like, I keep forgetting to have Gordon Hayward uh, right now, but like, if you want a definite power forward, because you once again, you don't want to have WWE a WWE stole wins. my tweet. They did? They stole my tweet, but <laughs> since they got good Photoshop, theirs is better. <laughs> so you know why I retweeted, payday check looking good, but the bills come yes. up. Fox yeah. literally just... But they put the bills on Keith Lee face and payday on on ten dollars. Mitch, it's gonna call us all out. Calm down, calm down, okay? All right. He's fat. fat. You need to I, I'm gonna. About this. I don't care if he don't. I'll make him bleed. It's okay. That's your soul right now, G. It's cool. Yeah, at least at least they seen it. At least they seen it's, it. You they know? had to see it, G. They had to see it, G. Like, and plus, uh, Stokely hot. Stokely, uh, what's folks' name? Uh, freaking, I can't, I can't get folks. Dude was in, uh, the manager dude. Even though he goes by something, Malcolm something now, I forgot. But yeah, but yeah, he uh, he clearly uh, 
see, pay attention to Black Otaku, so he's secretly looking at threes from the ring as well. If I view it like that, so wait, how he pay attention to the Black Otaku? Uh, he, you know that tweet Chaz posted that got did numbers. Yeah, he liked it. Wait, what? Stuff like that tweet? Yeah, yeah, we up there, G. So they paying attention. We we know y'all paying attention. We woke. So appreciate it though. Appreciate the love, of course. But uh, but yeah, before we even get to numbers and tweets, cause uh, we gotta talk about James Harden. But yeah, Kevin Love is going to go somewhere. I feel like he's definitely gonna get shopped. Uh, Trisha Thompson's probably gonna be a Raptor before we know it. And uh, but yeah, so Cleveland's about to be selling, and they want to try to get picks and things and all of that to help the world out. Um, but yeah, so moving on, let's talk about the Lakers and the, the college term of strength of schedule being entered into professional sports. Uh, first and foremost, first and foremost, you niggas dumb as hell to me. I'm just going to keep a G. I never, it's like every day. And this is not even me being a LeBron stand here. This is just me looking at it in a basketball sense of when the hell did we start keeping track of strength of schedule? For a professional basketball team. When? It makes no sense to me. Like, yes, the Lakers just happened to encounter and beat the hell of who they, or what teams were in front of. Which is what they're supposed to do. Beat up who is in front of them. Meanwhile, the Clippers getting there, getting out here getting 40 piece by the damn Bucks. So, what's the dialogue here? First week of the season, the Lakers beat the Jazz. Beat the hell out the Jazz. Then they beat the hell out the Jazz again. Just this week. So I don't get the narrative of strength of schedule being used in basketball. Also, on top of the Bucks, literally haven't played nobody either. But they just 40-piece the Clippers, by the way. So I don't hear this dialogue being used by nobody else. But now, after the Lakers beat the hell out of everybody they're supposed to beat the hell out of outside the Mavericks game, which is I'm still calling it a fluke uh, incident of just shit going wrong. Because look at them did beat their ass, and I think they just got hot in the second half. But I, it's like it's getting to a point where I, like I see where it's like people hate LeBron so much, and also people hate the Lakers so much that they will come up with anything at this point to just try to devalue what the Lakers are doing right now. It's super unfortunate. It's goofy as hell, and keep strength of schedule in college sports. Because that's where it's only needed for. Because that's how you dictate who's actually playing good teams in college. So yeah. just like the just like the the watching college, um, the Lakers. I'm looking at the the Clippers schedules, and this is what I mean by this is I'm talking about like two people on a team that like Kawhi back himself should beat these teams, but this is who they went against in the beginning of the season, right? You got Lakers, which they won, Warriors, who they supposed to be. Lost to the Suns, no excuse for that. Won against the Hornets, who they supposed to be. Lost to the Jazz, I guess. Won against the Spurs, who they supposed to be. Won against the Jazz. Bucks slapped them. Well, not slapped them, but beat them. Won against the Trailblazers, a nail-biter. Won against the Raptors, which is a really good team. Lost against the Rockets. You ain't supposed to lose against the Pelicans. Won against the Hawks, who you supposed to be. Uh... One against the Thunder, one against the Celtics, one against the Rockets, one against the Pelicans, Mavericks, Grizzlies. Lost against the Spurs, no excuses for that. One against the Wizards, Trailblazers. Only teams that's over 500 that they beat 
was Mavericks, Grizzlies, Celtics. Not, wait, Grizzlies. I mean, not Grizzlies. Um, my bad. Uh, Rockets. So Mavericks, Rockets, Celtics, Raptors, and they haven't beat the Bucks yet. Every other team. They have beaten and they beat the Lakers, but not counting the Lakers. But every other team they have went against or beaten are not teams, you know, the same thing on the Lakers' strength of schedule. Like, they lost against the Jazz, the Lakers beat the Jazz. What did I Twice. say about the Jazz? The strength of schedule situation right there? Like, niggas forget, the Lakers beat Miami, which probably had the second best record in the East, right? Second or third. They still have one of the best records in the league either way. Second. No, no, third, 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 third. And only they, they tied when wins with Celtics, but the Celtics lost less times than they did. So, I'm not getting the whole – and Milwaukee is on a run that I don't I don't really think that nigga Griffin be going to the uh, freaking Western – I mean, the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, he going to the Finals, period. I don't think anybody beats Griffin. But, like, there's no such thing as strength of schedule in basketball. Just, just not. Especially the I NBA. Like and then people are the, the West's weak stuff is already coming into play. No. It's not going to come into play. I'm not having it this year. Like you can't tell me the West is weak over we was talking about all these people, about all these teams, the league is balanced and stuff like that. Nigga the the AC in the West is under five hundred, but they got ten wins. And the East has one with 11. And it's pretty much the same. If anything, it is balanced. One, the bottom three West of East teams, look, except for the freaking Warriors, because the Warriors are hot garbage. Is, is, you know, Warriors even got more wins than the bottom three teams in the East. Like, this whole situation is stupid. Like, you mean to tell me that the, the New Orleans Pelicans is, is, is significantly weaker than the Cleveland Cavaliers? Nope. Nope. You 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 mean to tell me even a team like Portland who is under five hundred is weaker than a team like Charlotte? Nope. Bulls? Nope. Like, come on, Utah, who who number six seed, you mean to tell me Utah is 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 weaker than Indiana? Nope. Not here. Not here at all. You got Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> you got Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, who is a two time defensive player of the year, and and and, and um Mike Conn, who was good. No, I'm not hearing it. I'm really not, bro. Did you just, just no? I'm I'm not hearing it. You ain't telling me the number five Houston Rockets team is is weaker than Philly. I say yes, but no. James Harden, you know, he should be a two time MVP by now. We're gonna protest because that nigga missed a free throw. I mean a dunk. I mean he made a dunk, but the referee called it off. Like I'm not trying to hear. It. There's no excuses for teams being under five hundred. Like there's no excuses for the Spurs being under five hundred. There's no excuse for pretty much just the Spurs. And the fact that in, in Sacramento, the they star powerful. Yeah. But um, like, there's no excuse for why I look like this. There should be no reason why if you a team like freaking Utah or you a team like God darn um, San Antonio, that you look at the Dallas Mavericks and they whooping niggas and you not. If you would have told me Last year, hey man, did you know Luka Doncic is gonna lead uh, the Dallas Mavericks to the third in the West? I'll slap you. Plain and simple. But guess what he doing? 
leading that team. So I, I don't. This strength of the schedule stuff is nothing. Luca out there. If that's the case, let's look. Let's look, look, look at Dallas. Do Dallas have a, a strength of the schedule problem? Because they might be going against garbage teams. But like, who? I'm pulling not, up their schedule not, right not now. Not on my knowledge. I'm pulling. Yeah, their schedule's up right now. <clears throat> beat they the lost, Rockets. They they lost to the yeah. Let's see. They beat, beat the, the Raptors. Yep. Beat Cleveland. Beat the Magic. Beat the Knicks. They beat the Grizzlies. They lost to the Celtics. Lost. They lost to the beat Knicks the twice. By the way, I just want to throw that out there. They lost to the Knicks twice. Uh. Oh yeah. Uh, they got slapped by the Clippers. They did beat the Rockets. Uh. That's when Luca got put in Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, they put that boy Luca. They put that boy Luca in lockdown, extended stay. <laughs> they want to play with that nigga dog. Yeah. But play like, they really dog. haven't played nobody. Like, they beat. They, what you, bro? You beat the you beat the Raptors, which is another fantastic team. Yeah, right that's now. a really and good playing, team. That's a really good. You beat the Rockets, which is any time you beat James Harden, you stop James Harden. What James Harden? Had 32. Anytime you stop James Harden from getting freaking 40 or something like that, you did a good job. And you beat him. Like, mm-hmm. decisive. And this was a good Rockies game. Kim Capella had a 2020 game again with everybody on cylinders. PJ Tucker had a good game. Dave House Jr. had a good game. And Luca did that to the boys. Had 41. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I don't. This strength of schedule stuff is stupid. Like, who who really had a bad schedule this year? Like, they just can't win. Probably the Spurs. If you go to anything, Spurs probably just had like a real bad schedule, which they were just going against niggas back to back and getting slapped. But like, there's no excuses. Just the Lakers are winning. I don't even want to keep talking about the Lakers. It do seem like we got darn giddy up on them niggas, but. It's like, let the like. Is there going to be a time we can be like, all right? This LeBron James team is really, really good. The fact that they are ten and one on the road—that says a lot. You have to put respect on that, G. Like that to me, that stat alone tells me people are really not really like over. Like it's hard to win on the road, G. Like that's one thing in basketball is it's hard to win on the road. Hard. You're going to somebody else's crib and saying, "Hey, we about to beat your ass." Because the Clippers is three and five on the road. That's the worst amongst most of the teams in the playoffs in the West currently. God darn. Yeah, but people the Timberwolves yeah, have a better record on the road than it than uh than the Clippers do. The Timberwolves are seven and three. The Suns are five and four. Lord God Almighty. Not to be a Lakers fan, because I'm not. But please don't let Carmelo Anthony have a good game. I do not feel like looking at that dialogue. Lord, please. Look, man, the dialogue is mellow. The dialogue is mellow, just plays good against LeBron. But, yeah. But, overall, this is an entertaining game so far from what I'm watching, though. Um, What's next? Please. That was a great G. That pass LeBron just did. He faded away into a pass, G. He faded away into a pass. This ESPN, right? Yeah, this on ESPN. I'm probably gonna pass watching this. Uh, but yeah, so 
But yeah, so anyway, first and foremost, before we get, I want to do MVP rankings. But before we do that, I need to have a dialogue about James Harden. So, first and foremost, I want people to understand that I do not hate James Harden. I don't hate James Harden. I have no beef with James Harden. Yes, one of my biggest tweets of the past two years is because of James Harden. But it's a factual, it's a factual tweet. And shout out to everybody that shared it. Shout out to probably, if all I know, Kevin Durant's one of his 15 burner accounts liked it too. And retweeted it. I appreciate it. But earlier this week, James Harden and the Rockets, who did they play again? I forgot who they uh, 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 The Spurs. Yeah, they had a double overtime game against the Spurs. And at one point in the game, they did have like a, dang, a 15-point lead, if I recall. And I really didn't intend to pay much attention to the game. But Daytrell said, hey, James Harden's out here uh, about to have 40 while shooting below uh, 40%. I was like, oh, my God. So I went on to check, look at the stats. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this nigga's horrible. But I ain't watched the game. As I'm watching the game, Lonnie Walker's giving these niggas buckets. Shout out to Lonnie Walker because, yeah, I thought she was about to be a lost cause because you was cold in college, and I thought you'd be decent in the league. But Pop always knows what to do what's best. But reason of this in itself is James Harden finished this game with 50 points. Respect. You did get 50 points in the L, but this 50 points was a disaster when you look at it. I never seen a, such a disgusting 50-point performance in my life where somebody goes 11 for 38. For one, who the hell chucks up, keeps chucking up shots to the point where you are at 38 field goal attempts and you're inefficient? And then he could, and at one point he was at 38%. Ooh, who, somebody just got hurt on the, oh, uh, no, ooh. Ooh. Don't tell me it's AD. No, no, it's uh, Ronnie Hood. Uh, I think he's good. It looked like at first I thought it looked like he had Achilles because I'm like that didn't look good. But I think he's okay. But uh, but yeah. So as I was saying, he was shooting forty percent during the fourth quarter. It dropped tremendously because he kept missing shots. Also, each time he could have won won the game. Uh, in said game, he proceeded to. Uh, get his shit sent to hell. So shout out to uh, great defense by others. Um, but how do you miss to the point where you end the game 29%? Yes, you had 24 free throws to offset that. I don't have much of a problem with that. Not much of a problem with it at all. Because James, there's points where literally that is your strong, strong suit of your game. Get into the free throw line. I respect it. Is it tough to watch at times? Yes. Do I, me myself on 2K sometimes, do I try to cheese free throws? Yes, because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar needs to leave the court. But it's necessary at times. Either way, why are you shooting 4 for 20 from 3? Why are you attempting 23s? Why? Why? That's probably my biggest problem. Why are you shooting 23s? If you even attempted like 10 and the rest of those were just drives to the hoop. You pro- they they probably would have won the game. Probably would have won the game. And probably would have had more free throws. But hey, I would have had more respect for it. Because literally, honestly, the 16. 
Like, gee, off the math alone, most of his misses were threes. Most of them. This is ridiculous. Eight for 20, right? Four for 20. Four for 20? Yes. Like, bro, this is getting out of hand, G. And the fortunate thing is he doesn't need to do this. The unfortunate thing is he can be efficient. We've seen him have these efficient 30, 40-point games when he chooses to, and it looks cool. Well, okay, but these type of efforts just make me sick. It makes me sick. It's like, like he tried to do a mixtape for like a, a college recruiter or something like that, bro. Like, so he just do all his coolest moves in one game. And like, you still have to find a way to integrate Westbrook into your offense without him looking like garbage right next by you. They combined, didn't they combine for like. They combined horribly. Like, like I think like 17 for like 60. Like 17 for like. 80 or something like that. It was something wild. Because Westbrook went 730. <laughs> Which is even worse. Why is Troy Daniels in his game? Each time I see this Troy Daniels Rondo lineup, it makes me sick because they get bucket scored on them. But, um, but yeah, G, like Harden, bro, you don't have to do this. You don't. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say the Rockets have uh, a trash team. Or I, I'm gonna sit and say they got great teammates either, but there's points where I sit here and be like, "Yo, yo, why you doing like that?" But uh, but but you don't like, gee, that that the Rockets team is not trash. I believe Ben McLemore is probably the perfect fit for this team in terms of a nigga who can shoot through all means. Let him shoot. He can shoot. Daniel House is on this team. He can shoot. Like you really don't need. To score, attempt more shots because some of those attempts can easily be Westbrook's that Eric Gordon will be taking. Easily. Easily. Austin Rivers can score. So you don't have to literally be this way. If your shit ain't falling, that's, the offense is everybody else shoot the ball. Everybody got the green light to shoot the three. Everybody. Except Westbrook, I think. But even then, Everybody got a green light. You don't have to literally go freaking green light constantly, G. You don't. You don't. And it cost you and led to an L. So, as I said on Twitter, your 50 point, 11 for 38, 29% from the field, 24 for 24 from free throw, which is amazing, by the way. Literally made all your free throws. And going for 4, to four for 20 from the three-point line with an L is this. Hear me and hear me good, nigga. I'm here to double down. That shit is a, a two-pack of ass. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? That shit stinks. It stunk. Probably the worst 50-point performance ever. And we've seen Corey Brewer shoot, make, uh, go for 50 before. And if you know who Corey Brewer is, he always has a smile on his face. So if you Google his face, you will see him. But... Corey Brewer has a 50-point game, G. That was more exciting than this. And that was pure hustle and grit. That's all I got to say in regards to that. Uh, James Harden, I just want you to do better. And I know you don't have to do this. Plain and simple. But uh, anything you want to add in regards to that? Because that's my dialogue. Nah, man, you hit the nail on the head, bro. All right. But uh, 
before we get into wrestling, uh, let's do our current MVP rankings. We are like well into full. We had a full month of basketball, month and a half of basketball this season. Uh, who is our top three for MVP right now? I'll let you go first. Uh, Giannis, Luca, Brian. All right. Uh, I'm pretty much yeah. After tonight, Giannis is solidified. He's undisputed number one for me. Undisputed. Uh, because he didn't have to do them like that, <laughs> and just also, just how he rap like that team rallies around him is wonderful. Like I like if you were sitting tell me Dante Vinzo is freaking going to shut down Kawhi because Giannis believes in him. It's a beautiful sight. Uh, but, yeah, Giannis is my number one. Uh, LeBron is my number two. And, honestly, Harden was my number three before this week. But uh, Luka is number three right now. But it's going to flip-flop between them three at number uh, three for the rest of the season. I'm going to keep it 100% real with you. I do not care if this nigga average your 40 points. I really don't. I don't care about his streak. I don't care about none of that. What he doing is not making his team look better. Now, when he was doing that with G League on the court, no cap. That was amazing. But what he doing with niggas who actually can benefit him in more ways than just standing on three point line. I mean, you're my homie Israel. Shout out to Israel, by the way. Um, we was talking, we was looking at the game of him versus uh of him versus um the rappers and they won. But seeing the way the Mike D'Antoni offenses ran, and I think that's it's like sixty percent Mike D'Antoni, forty percent Harden, why this team moved. But seeing the way that the still ISO ball is seeing and it's, it's sad. Seeing James, I mean, uh, Russell Westbrook have to play the perimeter. That's it. Sometimes he drives. I see this man on the perimeter more. Take your perimeter. Waiting for the outlet pass. And breaking. It's not right his now. Day. I think. I, it might be it might be weird to say when I say this, but I think right now I could be saying this wrong. But Draymond Green has now a career, uh, he has a career better three point percentage than Russell Westbrook. I'm a fact check that real quick, cause now I'm curious. Jesus Christ, Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Jesus. Okay, <clears throat> so noted. Westbrook is for his career. Is shooting thirty point five percent. This season currently is twenty one point six. What's disrespectful? I'm sorry, G. If I am, if I see just because Westbrook is open at the three point line, if I'm Mike D'Antoni, this is me. Get your monkey out of the Get out the three point line, G. Pump fake and drive. Shoot the mid range shot, G. Once upon a time, Westbrook had one of the best mid-range pull-ups in the game. I don't know what the hell happened to that. But, yeah. Um, so, let me look up. 
Draymond Green. Um, that's cringy as hell to see. Like, my God. Um, man, when the last time the Warriors? Oh, wait, they played the Bulls today. So, let me see. And they just barely beat the Bulls, by the way. Um, let's see, Draymond Green is, yeah. And he's shooting better from three this year. Uh, uh, thirty-two point two percent for his career from Dre for Draymond. <laughs> and he's shooting twenty-seven percent this year. Jesus Christ, that nigga is a liability. That nigga's shooting thirty-nine point eight percent this year, while only posting eight points. If y'all don't get Draymond off this damn team, <laughs> he got restricted minutes. By the way. So it's guaranteed that they they tanking. Yeah, I know we all knew they was tanking, but they tanking, tanking. <laughs> that man's not even hooping to try to get out. G, <laughs> that's what makes this worse. He's not <laughs> hooping to leave, but that is a wild uh, fact that you just pointed out. G, <laughs> that is a very wild fact. Like them <laughs> niggas collect bricks. And we're not talking about the white kind. <laughs> but gee. That is that is sad, bro. That is sad. But I get your point about like that your point about it is like the thing is with Dan Tony, it's so weird because who like honestly, because this he's in the last year of his contract. He, this is the last year, and they had, there's no signs of him being re-upped at all. Like, I think after this year, he's done. And I think he would probably prefer to be done, honestly. So, but, like, D- David Fisdale is probably going to be an option. But this brings to the question of, will it benefit Harden? No, I don't know. Because it's like D'Antoni and Harden is like it was the perfect mesh of like, hey, I'm gonna make you an MVP. If D'Antoni works with if that offense works with Harden at his best playing ISO ball with just good defenders and spot up shooters around him, why go for what? Why not shot Westbrook this December and get? You said what? Because you just broke up. Why not? Why not shot Westbrook if that's what works? At this point, you're not you. You you get in the playoff berth. That happens. You have James Harden on your team. You're going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But they about to break though. They right there. I stepped on them. Yeah, I'm I'm doing a podcast right now, so people are just hearing you telling me broke my Apple headphones. Go. My little sister said hello. Most of these people are from Russia. <laughs> no cat. Uh, but yeah, it's how long to put some on it. It is so weird, G. Like I can't. It is such a weird situation with the Rockets because thing is, you could you could win in a regular season, and even though the narrative that. The Phoenix, the Dan Tony Suns teams were way and should have made a finals, be, due to the fact that Pop said, "Hey, we're gonna uh literally make Steve Nash bleed," and he legit did make Steve Nash bleed, 
and also Mars Stadamire left a freaking uh bench. Um <laughs> that all happened. <laughs> that all happened. <laughs> Some people make it seem like that Spurs team just got the Suns up out of here. They was not G. <laughs> Omar Stadamar was giving Tim Duncan hell. G. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Duncan, if you ever listen to this podcast, we want you on here. But I am going when I, we're gonna have a dialogue and I hope you honest, G. I wanna know why did Mark Steinmeier give you hell like that, G? He didn't have to. He didn't have to do you like Tim that. Tim Duncan ain't playing nigga that bitch since the Shaq days. I mean when Shaq was dominating them niggas, but he like, oh shoot. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> He never seen a nigga like Amari before, G. Amari was ahead of his time, G. <laughs> Amari was ahead of his time, G. But but yeah, G, the Rockets is so weird. Bro, but I always you to bet Tim Duncan had a little post move, a fundamentally spinal tap though, and ever since then, Mario feel the same. It started no. degenerating and degenerating. Next thing you know, he talk about you know pyramids and uh and, and God being within you. And wine baths. That dude got wine. dirty dreads. G, I can't honor Mark Stadamar sometimes now. G, it's so weird. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the Rockets are weird. G. They're gonna make the playoffs regardless. But they're as of right now, they looking like a first round exit. The Marcus Aldridge didn't play that when they lost. Oh yeah, Rudy Gay was playing power forward that game. He was playing power. G. Yeah, bro. I don't know, man. The Rockets are so weird. G. Like they're bit like like. Like I know I cracked jokes saying that the uh the Jazz is going to knock the Rockets out in the first round. That might actually happen, bro. <laughs> it might actually happen. Like I know I joked it, but I think that might actually end up happening, bro. It's it's so freaking weird, G. It is so freaking weird. A game went to overtime, which is hilarious because. This is low points for overtime in the league now because the Spurs and the Kings went 104 to 105 in overtime. That's how you can tell. Them niggas was getting – everybody was in Alcatraz. But – That like, is something – the, the points average has dropped tremendously this year too. Like, we was having a lot of games last year. It was like 120 to 130. I'm like, huh? And that's regulation. Yeah. Like, and then hit overtime. Niggas up in the Rockets out there giving niggas 156. <laughs> but uh, dog, the high, the I don't know what's going on with Demonte Rosa. We can talk about it in another episode. But fifteen, ten, and seven—that was his points, and it went to overtime. And that's the Spurs and he's a star. system. That's the Spurs system. That's the Spurs system, G. Like, it, like it's not like he's bad. It's just I that Spurs he- system so weird. Man. Yeah, but let's go ahead and move on to wrestling. Uh, so pretty much, uh, how can let's just go ahead and start with the John Morrison signing and the Sheamus return and stuff. Since I feel like I might as well talk about returns first. So uh, officially, uh, back WWE backstage uh, announced uh, this week that John Morrison has officially signed with the WWE. It's been rumored since freaking this summertime that he was potentially returning. We just didn't know when. But um, it is now confirmed that John Morrison's back with the company. Uh, good to see. 
that this like this whole little saga is closed because I got to a point where I'm thinking like, yeah, I don't think this nigga coming back. Damn, they just went on a run. Uh, to the Lakers. Yeah. It's by the way, fun fact: Rondo literally is shooting above like forty five percent from three, so which is ridiculous. Um. Uh, but yeah, John Morrison. It's good to see him. Like, cool. Like he, solid, peaceful to mid mid card. He's been around, so he's. I feel like improve. He's solidified. He knows his place as a wrestler. He's not going to overdo his part. And Batista's not there to take his bid. So it's all good for uh, John Morrison. So because Batista's distracted by Dana Brooke. So. But yeah, uh, your thoughts. Um, yeah, I like the John Morrison deal. Um, I just really like it. Uh, I don't know where he fits is the thing. Um, he's going to be on the bump, so he'd probably be on NXT. I don't know. Like, NXT is so talent-heavy right now where... Like, because I told Tyler this. Probably, probably Robbie Simple talent, but SmackDown is... SmackDown a, needs talent. SmackDown is in a big trough right now. Both yeah. champions not on TV every night. I think Bray Wyatt does his goddamn promos through Skype at this point. He do. That That's the only... Like, Bray Wyatt... I, at this point, Bray Wyatt has been on there every week mm. just doing promos. And he, he did beat up the Miz tonight. Like, I feel like SmackDown makes the most sense. Because, like, Raw, like, they figure out a way to get their mid Everybody in mid-card is busy. That like, Who needs to be in their mid-card is busy. Buddy Murphy, busy. Alistair Black, busy with uh, Buddy Murphy. Andrade, busy. Like er, Humberto and Ricochet all involved in something, so the people who's worth a damn in their mid card is busy. SmackDown's mid card is so freaking bland, whereas like John Morrison just fits. And then with NXT, I don't want John Morrison taking TV time from Damian Priest, Pete Dunne, uh, anybody for Undisputed Air, Keith Lee, Djokovic. I know I'm probably murdering your name, but gee, I just think of the tennis player's name. That's the easiest way to pronounce it to me. The Djokovic, um, uh, Swerve, Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that big Reed nigga, Brodus Clay 2.0, and that's just off the top of my head. And then the women's. So, and John Morrison's cool, but. He don't need to be an NXT, at least to me, because it's already enough talent who they need to squeeze on the TV already. Plus, the cruiserweight division, because Leo Rush is there. And just overall with SmackDown, they just need a strong mid-card face that isn't the Miz. Because he is the top mid-card face. I say you probably take the belt off of Shinsuke with him, and I... I think that'll appease most fans. Yeah. Um, and then just have him go against just like straight killers. Um, yeah, help him develop like the uh, mid card. People like Mustafa. People like uh, Shorty G. 
Yeah. Uh, whatever heels you can get through, you know, because SmackDown ain't got no heels other than Baron Corbin and his game. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm okay with it, though. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. If we, had, you know, go to Sheamus, I definitely don't know Sheamus fits. Unless you put him in the upper make call. Unless you immediately feed him to Roman. I don't know where you put him. Yeah, like, Sheamus is another person where, like, it helps. It, I think it just sucks that SmackDown is two hours. Because I feel like they're forced to, like, smash everything in a two-hour span. So, because you know you got to put Roman on TV. You know you got to put, you know you need a Firefly Funhouse because you need to make sure uh, people remember that uh, Bray Wyatt's your champion. You got to squeeze in uh, Bailey and Sasha every week. You got to squeeze in Braun throwing somebody to hell. The New Day's are tag team champions, and New Day is always over, so you need to squeeze them on TV. So, it's like they don't really have time to, I would say, like actually have time to actually develop talent or show off talent like Raw can. Like, Raw can legit. Like, we get Seth Rollins' first 20, 30 minutes, and then from there, we know it's the mid-card show until the end. With SmackDown, you're trying to squeeze all your stars in. Wow, like oh crap, we got a we, we got Shinsuke with the mid with the uh, Intercontinental Belt, which by the way that redesign is fire. Um, and but at the same time, he's probably only going against the same people, which he, and I think he actually ran through most of their mid card division of Ali Shorty G. Uh, breaking news real quick. Uh, I know you probably who the heck it is, but only Larkin resigned with WWE. I know who Oni Larkin is, yeah. So that's 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 good. Um, he's decent, so I don't have a problem I, with that. I thought he was going to AEW though. Cap, I'm capping by the way. I'm capping. Exactly. I'm capping. We capping. Fuck about to get him a nice and powerful uh, North American title. <laughs> oh yeah. North or he about to get the NXT tag titles with other ball here, folks. So <laughs> let me show Byron this. Does he gonna be like, oh my god? Uh, <laughs> but continue, my friend. But yeah, like SmackDown's in such a weird place because, and then literally you got I I didn't even mention Braun Strowman. So Braun is at the weirdest spot of them all. I would just honestly send him to Raw. Might as well. Have him take that bet off Brock. If you're not gonna let KO, that man got his ass beat. It's a difference when when Brock was beating Roman Mm -hmm. ass. It was like okay, we believe Roman was going to eventually beat him. Brock no sh- no sales everything Braun has done. Brock okay, is kind of the reason why. You said what? They made Rey Mysterio look believable against him. Yeah, but you Brock likes too, Rey Mysterio. Bro. I don't think he gives a okay. f- about Braun. <laughs> that's that's the key. That's if you I, want, like you, you might need Roman to main event this main event. Unfortunately, right? Unless it's going to happen. It's going. Um. Uh, uh, so where will Braun fit unless you give him the IC title? So, um, exactly. Cause even then, like then, who on SmackDown is about to beat Braun clean? Oh no, uh, like Shame, this bring, you bring Sheamus back into the picture in terms of this. Honestly, Sheamus versus Braun would be a decent little feud, but um, in terms of just 
entertainment and just beating the hell out of each other about you. But, but yeah, it's such like SmackDown. Such I feel like it's in the most weird place in terms of like trying to watch it. It's like you could tell they're just trying to squeeze in so much, and you sitting there wondering like, oh crap, what about this guy? What about the IC belt? Oh dang, uh, it's just so much. It is so much freaking going on, and. It's so weird. It is very weird. Like, I don't think... And then, you could also just... You could give credit to, like, the credit to that being... They're still trying to figure out what how how much they can do with Fox at the same time. But it's, like, certain stuff. I'm like, damn, G. I, I know we could you could do so much more. Just me look thinking about it and looking at it. It's just me. So. But, yeah, it's such a... But, yeah, but... um. Good to see Sheamus back. Good to see John Morrison back with the company. Lord knows who else is coming back. Also, uh, they need to kind of need an update on Nia Jax because um, I need her to. She has no ACL. Gee, <laughs> she definitely don't have. No she knows she's going for a while. I don't know how medical injuries work, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be like both ACLs going to heal at the same time. Yeah, you she got don't. a valid point there, G. That's pretty yeah. valid. She don't. Yeah. I don't know. And she's not young. So. Oh, yeah, she is. Like, yeah. Oh. The sooner she get back, because, like, I think the women's division just needs a fresh face. See, fresh, it, not I in was, terms of face. It, it, but I like, honestly, and I do believe that the women's division do need fresher faces. But just on the SmackDown side of things, me personally, I will put forefront the whole main event scene. After Mania, I mean, go towards Mania, how Sasha was destroyed. And the whole man has been seeing that is the dissension between Sasha and Bay. Hmm. That's pretty much that what's going to happen, yeah. And then have them have, them have the Iron Lady match at Mania. Which I'm all so. down for. I am 100% for. So, uh, I would literally have Roman play the back burner. I know how that sounds, but I think Sasha Banks literally personifies the blue brand right now. So, Oh, yeah. That's not even counting the week. But, yeah, I definitely agree. But it's what I feel like as we get closer to, like, because Survivor Series gives you an idea where they'd want to go. But, um, but, yeah, I feel like Bot. After the Rumble or around the Rumble, we'll have a clear idea, okay, who's going to be in what spots for Mania, in a way. So, barring injuries and stuff like that. So, but yeah, uh, overall, though, uh, I will still say this, NXT is probably the most consistent of all the shows. Uh, yes. Yeah, in terms of just, like, they they got it figured out. And shout out to Triple H and uh whoever else uh, helps them with all of that when it comes to NXT because y'all in y'all bag. Definitely in y'all bag. So, but let's recap uh, the shows for this week. Um, let's see. SmackDown opened up with Seth Rollins. Uh, he opened up with Seth Rollins uh, apologizing to Kevin Owens. Um, I don't really have much problem with this promo. It was cool. Got to the point. Uh, it's Rollins isn't fully healed yet, but we're still getting the little teases here and there. Even when he was on uh 
even when he was on uh backstage, he didn't really come off hillish. But I'm still trying to figure out how they approach certain stuff like like active stars being on the show, of backstage. So it's interesting in itself. But what you thought of the promo with him and Owen? Uh, Seth Rollins is better at this spot. Agreed. So I just think you know it need to be fleshed out. Uh, it'll be in his Twitter account what somebody said what he's doing, and I think that could be the best. Yeah, I so, definitely yeah. agree. Uh, but yeah, so moving on. Uh, the Bobby. The, wait, hold on. I really hate cage size seats because they should do not be in order. Uh, let me find another one. Here we go. All right. So. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, so uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana got arrested. Um, this is also, this is awkward, and this is another sign that they need to hurry up and end uh, this little situation between uh, Lashley, Lana, and Rusev because this type of stuff happened. Uh, yes, even uh, Lashley literally bumping into a cop and getting arrested is probably one of the most weirdest things uh, I've seen this year. Solely because just everything that's going on and everything that proceeded to happen this week. Um, so, uh, yeah, this was awkward, just awkward more than anything, like very weird. Um, but yeah, so I just need this to hurry up and end immediately. Uh, so yeah, then, uh, you want, you have any thoughts on this? No, I need to answer. Yeah, it just needs to go, like. Just let them kill each other at TLC and move on. Uh, yeah. Drew McIntyre fought Akira Tozawa. Shout out to Akira Tozawa getting a role in being the resident jobber for Raw. Drew, I respect it. Uh, Drew clearly won the match. So uh, Good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Like, really good match. Um, moving on. Uh, Drew McIntyre cut a promo with uh, Randy Orton, which was uh, interesting. Uh this is one of those times where I'm like, Drew, you talk too much moments where it's just like, I just need you to be a badass and like less is more here and just let, like, I feel like Orton should have carried this promo a little bit more instead of Drew kind of leading it. It just felt weird. But uh, this pretty much teased Orton and Drew, uh, Orton and Drew pretty much having a rivalry it looked like to me in the near future. Your thoughts? Ah, same enough. Uh, it seemed like Drew couldn't take it to an extent. Like him going with Randy in a promo. What if I told you that Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre is the same age? And Drew McIntyre talking about he's the next one. Oh, uh, <laughs> weird, ain't it? Um, Very. But yeah, I, I, I like it. Yeah, it was like cool. that, I mean, like Raw is fleshing out a lot of characters, and they doing a good job at working with their three hours. So. Mhm. Like every hour counts on Raw. Like, like I feel that's one thing I'm I'm consistently appreciate about Raw. Like they make every hour count. Um, but yeah, then this led to uh the OC coming out because Randy Wood has beef with Dane near every 
upper mid card nigga on freaking Raw right now, by the way. Um, which is rather unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, so they had their little thing that uh, Rey Mysterio, Humberto. Yeah, I'm right back. All right. But uh, Ray J, I mean, I'm, I almost called this nigga AJ uh, Ray J. Shout out to Ray J, the legend. But um, AJ Styles and them about to jump Randy Orton. Then Ray Mysterio and the gang pops up. The gang being Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo. By the way, they I think they changed Humberto Carrillo's theme song. It sounds remixed. So they probably lost the damn rights to the original theme song. I don't know. But he had one of the most uh, decent theme songs amongst any of the wrestlers on Raw. But, uh... They had a little thug dizzle, so uh, which led to the OC and Rick OC fighting Ray Ricochet and Carrillo later in the night. Um, so yeah, moving on from there, moving on from there. So moving on from there, uh, Tony Nese versus Alistair Black. This was a fun match. Uh, once again, I don't like Tony Nese. I just don't like how he looks. My man's okay. Look, I just he just has a. I just, I don't know, man. Like, even that moment when he had a, like, I think he jumped out the ring on Aleister Black, and the crowd just wasn't rocking with him. <laughs> it was just like, gee, I don't think nobody likes you, G. Like, I just, it's something about, I just can't put respect on Tony Neese. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Aleister Black hit him with a very, he hit him with the best version of the Black Mask when he lifts you up with the foot, and then he hits you with the Black Mask. I think that's disrespectful, and I, I appreciated it so much. So, uh, shout out to uh, Aleister Black. Uh, we need more Aleister Black matches on Raw, by the way. Um, then moving on, Buddy Murphy talked to uh, Charlie Caruso. I focus on Charlie Caruso, so I don't know what Buddy Murphy was talking about. Uh, this led to uh, Andrade versus Eric Young. For one, shout out to Eric Young. Uh, them finding Eric Young, uh, realizing that he's on the roster and just using him. Because Eric Young can go. He can really wrestle. Uh, one of my favorite Impact guys. Uh, him and Andrade had a really, really fun match. Really good match. Uh, Andrade won, of course. Uh, anything you want to add in regards to that match? Nah, uh, I just... And this is why I say Raw is a better job at it. Um, the way they're using their lower mid-card talent is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it's just good to see that you could throw the people you're trying to build up. You're using talent that other people like. So you're trying to build up Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black. Um, so you you throw Tony Nese, you throw um, Drew Black, Drew Black on SmackDown. Don't forget about that. You throw other people that you know brought up for these purposes. And they have they have good matches. It's that's the goal. Yep, definitely agree with you there. Um, and that, that, that's, but once again, I, I put that more on the fact they got three hours to show stuff off. Uh, Alex Crusoe hooping right now. Shout out to him. Uh, then the little twenty four seven champ uh situation happened. Our truth came running out and lost to a NASCAR driver. Okay. Um. So. That happened. Uh, then, No Way Jose got beat up by Eric Rowan. How, what do you think of the Eric Rowan uh, thing going on right now? Oh. Uh-oh. You said what? I don't know. 
I really don't. That nigga got the chocolate in the bag. All the tools off that nigga. <laughs> that nigga don't want nobody to see what's in that cake. <laughs> the fact that he beat up all his, all the little dance, all the uh, No Way Jose dances, G, just for looking at it, G. Only one dude looked, and he beat the holy hell out of all of them, bro. It wasn't necessary, G. Uh, but yeah, uh, of course, Eric Rowan dragged uh, No Way Jose. Also, I think No Way Jose is probably the biggest jobber in terms of like size in the company, and it's and probably ever. Like, I don't think I've seen a nigga who's probably like six eight, be six six, probably like two fifty, getting dragged by people, bro. It's funny. Uh, but yeah, so then we had the uh the Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte Flair, which was a slapper of a match. Um, one this goes back to we got three of the most talented women in on Raw going at it. Um, of course Kabuki Warriors won, but uh, but fact Charlotte literally still held her own in this match. Still looked strong while also keeping the Kabuki Warriors strong as well. Was really solid. I really enjoyed this match. Uh, anything you want to add? Nah, one of the better. Handicap matches seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and handicap matches usually go well for me when um the person who was handicapped is getting a lot of uh like offense off. Cause but the Oscar is such a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlotte is such a Kerry Sane is such a that it works. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, then the Viking Raiders beat up the local jobbers of the week. Um, nothing to see here. Uh, then we had the OC versus uh Rey Mysterio, Humberto, and Ricochet, which was a fun match, decent, cool match. The OC won. Uh, because now we can say, wait, who took the? Was it the Ricochet or Humberto took the uh, the Super Styles Clash? I don't remember. I they saying Ricochet, but I could have sworn I saw Humberto take it, but I think it was Humberto. I think they took spelt this out wrong, but because uh, I recall it being Humberto. If, no way, it was Ricochet because I was I meant to tweet on the page. AJ only does the superstars clash on black folk. So, uh, but yeah, um, and I also like the fact that he literally finishes matches with the superstars clash. Now <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so the OC won, which in, Raw ended with, uh, Randy Orton take, uh, RK on AJ to hell. So, that was Raw this week. Yeah, Raw overall was really good. Like, like, each spot that I caught was really solid. Uh, so, then, uh, I still have yet to watch AEW this week. Um, shout out to our homie Byron, though. Yeah. Yeah, so our homie Byron did uh, talk about it on his Twitter page. He was there live because they're in Champaign, Illinois, and he goes to school there. Um, so if you want to, if you, you love AEW, uh, definitely uh, hit up our friend Byron. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. I did at him on the page. So uh, he, he's willing to talk AEW with you because he did go. And we probably, I have him on next week just to talk about the experience because everything I did last minute was this week. So, uh, so I didn't want to rush him on. But uh, 
All I'm going to say is uh, the fact that Jericho, even though it's not for the belt, and thank you, AEW stands, for literally getting in my mentions, literally remind, saying it, but this further proves my point of how that record system is cheeks. Uh, first, Scorpio Sky fighting Chris Jericho for the belt makes no sense. Now he's fighting Jungle Boy in a singles competition. Yes, it's not for the belt, but why is your main event guy, who there's plenty of mid-card talent on there, who I probably don't give a fuck about, um, why is he fighting uh, Jungle Boy? Why? Somebody want to explain that to me? Because you guys respond to everything else that I tweet in terms of AEW when it's in negative context or in a questionable manner. I just need answers, G, because I don't want to see Chris Jericho versus Jungle Boy. People are saying it's going to be a great match. I'm sorry. I watched Jungle Boy wrestle. It's, it's not going to be that great. And Jericho is literally above, is being nice, above average as a wrestler right now. So explain to me why that should be main eventing any AEW show. Okay, no answers. All right, bye. So moving on. Uh, NXT this week. Um... Alright, so uh, NXT was really freaking good, um, of course, we had, uh, why is this shit never in order? Ronnie Hood, ooh, ooh, press Ronnie Hood, uh, he suffered a torn Achilles tendon. Oh my god. Prayers to Rodney Hood. Ugh, that's that's a that's a bad loss for the Blazers because Rodney Hood was bit was pretty decent this year. <sighs> Damn, I hate hearing that. But moving on, NXT uh opened up with Killian Dane uh Killian Dane in the ring uh talking and shit. Killian Dane's that real ass nigga. He fights Pete Dunne. Uh, overall really fun match, and Killian Dane won. So, shout out to my man's Killian Dane getting what he needs to do. Uh, getting Pete Dunn up out of here because I don't like Pete's Dunn rank attire. Plain and simple. So, uh, anything you want to add in regards to this match? You don't like him because he wears a singlet? Yeah, it's the swagless singlet. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm. I'm like I just won't like I respect him as a wrestler, but I just can't re I can't respect the attire. G, sorry, can't do it. Um, they have a little backstage promo about Dakota Kai, who is healed by the way. Uh, and she referred to Mia Yim as a hood rat. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a double encounter because they cook hood rats with. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> we of Threes for the Ring don't approve of what Nature just said. But at the same time, I don't approve of Dakota Kai referring as Mia Yim as a hood rat. Because if, but at the same time, I'm not as, I would probably be utmost triggered if she said this towards Bianca Belair. So. It's a good thing that was said towards Mia Yim, but Mia Yim ended up pulling up on her with uh, Timbaland boots on later in the night. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Uh, 
Somebody had a tweet saying me and Yim walked off like a dog. I cried. I forgot what it was. But she said the way she walked off, like a backup dancer. Dog. She she does dress like the little like the like the uh hip hop dance like the people who legit specialize in hip hop dance and they normally are white and Asian G and that's how they dress bro that is legit how they dress bro like I took a class at Columbia uh where we had to kind of watch like hip hop dancers uh because of some event at the school and they were white and Asian Korean women and that is legit how they dress just like me and you. It's unfortunate, but it be that way sometimes. But uh, okay. Look, you don't gotta let me know that literally Rodney Hood tore his Achilles fourteen times. Thank you. Uh, but yeah. So Adam Cole and Undisputed Era pretty much talk they shit, which is I don't have much of a problem with. Uh, they have they feel a type of way because uh, Fish got hurt for the forty fifth time, but that's nobody's fault but Fish fault because that nigga stay hurt. Uh, oh God! Like literally, that nigga stay hurt. Uh, but I guess they're gonna use um, what's the rules when it comes to tag team belts? Free bird, uh, free bird rule, free bird rule. So I'm cool with it. That means more Adam Cole matches. But uh, moving on, uh, Keith Lee came out and uh, yeah, Keith Keith Lee came out talking his shit. Um, because Keith Lee is super over and. He needs. I would love to see him versus Adam Cole for the belt and do in the future. Uh, but then Champa comes out. They beat the. They start brawling, and then uh, yeah. So yeah, they pretty much start brawling pretty much. Uh, then Zaya Lee, she's about to fight Shayna Baszler. How come I don't remember this match? I don't either. Especially you, because I know you Shana have a Bays- thing for I remember Shayna Baszler got done choking Ray or Ripley. Yeah, that happened. That ended the show, if I recall. Yeah, I don't remember this match happening at all. So I don't know how. Did I lose? Yeah, of course she lost. It's Shayna Baszler. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I don't recall this happening. But moving on... uh. They continue to tease Ray Ripley versus Dakota Kai. Cassius Ono uh, is they teasing he's going to challenge somebody, uh, which is super unfortunate. Forgot his sons beat up some random muffs uh, from Evolve. Uh, forgot Wait, his son. Did drag- Cassius Ono have a slap match with Matt Riddle? You said what? Did Cassius Ono have a slap match with Matt Riddle? Yeah, I said they teasing uh, Cassius Ono having an open challenge. Uh, but yeah, so Dakota Kai versus Rare Ripley, which technically didn't happen because Mia Yim comes out and beats the living daylights out of Dakota Kai, uh, and beat her ass in Timberland boots, which then led to Shayna Baszler, uh, and the Dyke Squad pulling up on Rare Ripley, uh, and literally led to Baszler just choking her out. It took her like 14 tries just to choke her out, G, by the way, which was hilarious. Like, it was super hilarious that, uh, and pretty much Ray Baszler says she's going to fight Ray Ripley for the belt on December 18th. Uh, so then that happens. Then Ciampa and Lee pretty much say they're going to fight Undisputed Era. The Djokovic says he's, of course, he's going to team up with him. Nothing new. Uh, 
Cassius Ono versus Matt Riddle happens, which was a really good match. Um, Cassius Ono is still as big as a house. Uh, so nothing new to see here besides that Matt Riddle is that nigga. Um, then we have Kushida versus Raul Men Mendoza, which led to eventually Kushida versus Cameron Grimes. And Kushida is that nigga, and Cameron Grimes is really good, and that was a really fun match. Uh, then we have the main event of Undisputed Era versus Ciampa, Keith Lee, Djokovic. Overall of a slap match, of course. Um, it ends with uh, Finn Balor coming up, beating everybody ass, which led to a very great gift moment of the year of Keith Lee <laughs> magically... Just pulling up like a big black nigga that he is and uh choking the hell out of Balor and then spirit bombing him into the next afterlife. So overall, yeah. good fun episode of NXT. So Yes, yes it is. Yep, yeah, okay. Um